The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Ball Heat podcast. I'm your host, Ben Tovia, a.k.a. KarmicBeat7193. With me today, as always, is my wonderful friend and co-host, Luke Weber. Yep. Still your friend, still your co-host. All right, man. And I am thankful Uh, for both. Yes. So before the show, you asked me a question. um, Who is the most average player in the NBA? Yes. And by the way, just letting you know, we have this whole floor plan of talking about the Miami Heat's big man situation and going into Denman and your seven and all this fun stuff. But and right the other now, stuff we have, that's happened in the interim. But ooh, there's of course, of course. But there's much more pressing yes. stuff to deal with. Yes. The most pressing pressing question in the history of basketball. That is who is more average? Mo Harkless or Alec Burks, or did you say Marcus Morris? Hold on, wait. I, I said Marcus Morris, and here's because look, well, listen. When you good. talk, he's good though. Of course, he's good. He's really good. But when you talk about average, what are we saying? Are are you looking like before we even get to player examples? Are you talking about a starting level player? Are you talking about like a sixth or seventh man kind of player? I am. I am talking about a horizontal line of a player, just completely just across the middle. He does like his peaks and valleys or whatever, but like he is the most neutral of neutral you can get. He doesn't impact winning, but he doesn't impact losing. Hmm. That's why I'm saying like Alec Burks is a guy who I just look at and I'm like, yeah, he can like shoot, I guess, but like he, he doesn't really wow me with anything. But my problem with that is if you put every NBA player on one horizontal line, where does Alec is Alec Burks on the left side? Is he on the right side? Because we're looking at the guy right in the middle. Yeah, I want the guy right in the middle. Who is that guy? I mean, my first thought was Marcus Morrison, not because I think of him as a bad player, because I think he's great, but just as a guy who, yeah. He can score when he has to. He, I mean, we saw when he was the leading scorer in the New York Knicks, could put up 20 points per game on fine uh, 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 shooting percentages, but can also play defense, can also uh, do multiple things in terms of playmaking, and he's a good enough passer. So I was just thinking just an all-round player. But if by average you mean... George Hill... Is George, George Hill, Hill. He, or DJ Augustine? Well, DJ Augustine, if we're talking about that scale, that horizontal scale, he's on the left side of it. Yeah, he's, he's, he doesn't impact, he impacts losing more than winning? I mean, I, I think it's less than that, and it's more just, is DJ, if you were building a team, do you want to build a team that has DJ Augustine as your main backup point guard? okay with that i mean it's better than listen luke is it better or worse than gabe vincent (laughs) 
Be honest. But, <laughs> hey, um, if he can put up a bunch of threes like he did in, I don't know, the first game against Toronto. <laughs> oh, you're know, talking man. about Gabe, yeah. But no, that we need Namdi. We need uh, Namdi Vincent for that. Of course, There's but a- ultimately. If you're like, I don't think DJ Augustine, uh, once again, DJ Augustine, great player. But if you're talking about like the the average, the very average, are there more current NBA players that are better or worse than DJ oh, Augustine? That is a great question. I think that the majority is better than. I... If you look at the backup point guards around the league. Would you rather have Monte Morris or DJ Augustine? Oh, why you got to bring the Nuggets into this? You know that's a weakness for me. I'm always going to rock with my guys. Come on, man. That's not fair. <laughs> Although uh, Monte Morris, now that I bring it up, I know we're going all through the Morrises today, but um, yeah, maybe that's the guy. That might be the guy, honestly. Oh, Could speaking you- of... Wait, is he the no? Gary Harris is the one who went to Orlando. Yeah, although yeah. Gary Harris at this point, um, I mean, you you talk about a uh, an agile two guard. If he was really that effective of a player, would he have been part of that deal? Yeah, that's true. Funny story though. Um, so I uh, I work at a pizza place for for the audience who may not know, who probably doesn't know. Um, a few nights or like, I guess over a week ago now we had, I do nights. We had a, a, a group of guys come in. One of them was wearing like Orlando magic shorts. And I was why like, would oh. anyone do that? Well, they were coming in from Orlando and I was like, okay. Oh, are you guys magic fans? Well, and they were like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's not looking good right now. No disrespect to the magic. Of course. Um, they called them the Orlando tragic though. I thought that was kind of funny. But I told them, I told them about your Orlando Magic connection. I don't know if the audience knows that. So basically, my uh, my favorite player in the NBA when people ask is uh, Cole Anthony. Oh, it's uh, Goran Dragic. Well, no, Goran Dragic is my is definitely one of my favorite players. But if I talk about like a player that I've actually that right, I. Yeah. You know, when anything happens with Cole Anthony, I like peel my eyes to the cam, to uh, the articles, whatever. I'll scour the web looking for whatever I can get my hands on. Um, not that I know Cole that well, but I, I mean, I always, um, his sister Ella was a good friend of mine in high school. And um, I only got to meet Cole a couple of times when we were much younger. But my favorite story is. One time when I must have been like seven years old, we had Cole and Ella Anthony and uh, Greg Anthony over at, uh, at my home. And we had one of those, you know, one of those six foot uh, basketball hoops. And me and my brother thought it would be a good idea for us to go two on two. Uh, me and my brother against Cole Anthony and Ella Anthony, who both of whom are incredible basketball players. And my brother and I, of course, were and still are not. Um, and it goes about how you would expect. And on one quote-unquote play, Cole is going to score and uh, absolutely obliterate me. And he 
bangs his elbow into my jaw, and that is the first tooth I ever lost. So my one connection to the Orlando Magic is the first tooth I ever lost was the fall of Orlando Magic point guard and future NBA superstar, Co-Anthony. He's not making this up, by the way. This is, I love this story so much. Like, this is my favorite story that you have. It's so good. Like, that's, that's a, like, give it a few years. And when he's, you know, like you said, a superstar, maybe. Uh, <laughs> the way he just, the way Luke just looked at me. Um, Look, when, when, when this man, when, when, when Cole Anthony takes Goran Dragic's throne hey, as, the best, as the best point guard in Miami history, I'm already predicting it. Um, when he takes the throne as the best point guard in Miami Heat history, we will, uh, we will come back here and I will go on a rant about it. You're speaking blasphemy. I didn't think this is where we'd end up today. <laughs> man i had no idea where we would end up today but uh, I, I i didn't think it would be at goran dragic slander wait let me okay. let me let me check his age really quickly uh, who, who goran or Cole? goran dragic goran's like 36 it checks out i'm right if you get the reference good for you um i did not get the reference yeah uh, a certain other basketball podcast that we don't we don't need to talk about. Oh, of course, of course. But um, but uh, yeah, no. So back to our conversation. Who's the most? I feel like he might play on the Magic because they 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 have a lot of average guys. Well, are we are we doing uh, Otto Porter? I know Otto Porter's on the Warriors right now. But oh I'm yeah, still... he, I forgot. I forgot they just replaced Kelly Oubre with Otto Porter. Yeah, I, I feel like we've uh, we've tracked like Miami Heat free agency so much, but I've just lost track of all those targets yeah. going to all the places we did not want them to go to. Between yeah. to Michael Green, between James Johnson going Jeff to the Green. Next and, and Jeff Green to going to my Green nuggets. Too. To my nuggets. Yeah, of course. Then Rudy Gay, Otto Rudy Porter. Gay. Yeah. Rudy Gay I went mean, to where did where did, where did Rudy Utah, Gay go? Utah, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. And Hassan went to Utah as well. Yeah. Although, by the way, a quick shout out, uh, although I'm sad uh, they're not in Miami, I am very happy that James Johnson and Tyler Johnson have been reunited. Did Tyler resign? Shit, did he not? I don't think he did. I feel like we had this conversation last episode. Oh, yeah, he didn't shoot. That, that's got to be the worst thing going over to yeah. Brooklyn and being like, hey, I get to be with Tyler Johnson again. The Johnson bros are back. And then it's just like, nope. Yeah. Reminds yeah. me of, uh, remember when uh, Chris Paul, Reese, uh, um, what's it called? No, Blake Griffin re-signed with the Clippers saying, yes. I'm excited to keep working with Chris Paul. And then the next day they trade Chris Paul. Yes. Or it's like when DeAndre Jordan signed with the Mavericks and then Blake Griffin put a chair in front of his door and didn't let him leave until he re-signed with, with the Clippers. Uh, we got to look back on that era one day and be like, what the hell were we doing? Um <laughs> And and it's also remember the days where uh, DeAndre Jordan was worth putting a chair. It was all, in front yeah, it was of all. Door. 
<laughs> yeah, we're, we're all NBA. Was it first team? Was he all and NBA first team? I no way. Was he? He was all NBA. I know that. I know he was all NBA, but you're talking about a guy who was on a team with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. You're telling me this guy was on the first team? Uh, all I do NBA. not believe you. I'm telling you, I don't believe you. I will. He's been an all NBA player three times in his career. Hey, hey, uh, good for him. Good for him. Good for him. Good for him. Proud of him. Um, I you hope know, he makes. One... Give me the. Can I get? Can I see which all NBA teams they were? <laughs> no. The curse of basketballreference.com. It really is. It really is. Hold on. <laughs> um. There we go. Wikipedia will might be able to help me. This is great podcasting, by the way. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Man, you know what I found funny? What did is you find that, funny? Like, like in, in today's NBA, and I, I know that I'm uh, taking off my NBA expert shoes for a second and quickly going over to what all Heat fans really get their knowledge from. NBA 2K. I feel like with the way the current NBA works, with especially with the big man, the fact that we're no longer seeing post moves and we're no longer seeing big men be the center of the offense. And I was especially I, kind of... Can I push remi- back on that a little bit, actually? Uh, just, just let me complete my point, man, okay? Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And, and I know that he had a chance to sign uh, Hassan this offseason, and obviously Deadman is on the team, and there was a huge thing saying, well, Deadman is better anyways. I kind of feel like as long as you put out a guy who looks like Deadman and who has, like, that effort and stuff, does it really matter much else? Not really. Um, really quickly, uh via this article about him signing with the Lakers from uh, KJ Hiramoto five days ago, all NBA first team in 2016, DeAndre Jordan. God damn. So yeah, that happened. But like, but this is what I'm saying. If you put DeAndre Jordan on the court, and I'm not saying that Dwayne Denman is the pinnacle of all centers, which obviously is not. But all I'm saying is that if you put two guys out and all their their really only skills are in um, um, pounding the ball inside and working in the paint. Is would is there really anything wrong with matching up Dwayne Dedman with DeAndre with even prime DeAndre Jordan? I mean, yeah, at a certain point, yeah, there become like athletic problems. Obviously, like you know, DeAndre Jordan in his prime was athletically very gifted, but. I mean, not really. I do want to push back on you saying that big men aren't the center of the offense anymore because we're beginning well, well, to see... I, I mean, a different kind of big man. Yes, because... And I personally love what we're beginning to see with this new I'm wave t- of big men who are oh, facilitators, yeah. who are like point centers, the Jokic's, the Bams, and Bead to... And actually, Embiid doesn't really do that, which is which kind of yeah, makes him unique. Yeah, but still pulls it out. I mean, you wouldn't put a demon on Embiid when Embiid can sink it from out there. Well, yeah, Embiid's just a pure offensive threat, but he's not really like facilitating like those other guys are i mean i'm more talking about what we call the traditional 
big. What I really mean to say is that when you take a guy who was Miami's worst enemy for a couple of years, Roy Hibbert, <sighs> even in his prime before his Would injuries. You, well, hold, let's, let, let's play this game. Would you have taken Roy Hibbert or Tim Duncan to stop LeBron in Miami? <laughs> Remember that argument? Oh, that was a thing. God. Please explain that for our younger viewers. So, so um, legendary Miami uh, first uh, newspaper host, and then he worked at ESPN, and now he's doing his own thing with Metal, Metal Arc Media. Uh, Dan Lebetard, who is the pinnacle of South Florida um, uh, sports, like I guess coverage would be the way to put it. Like no one, in my opinion, has ever done it better down here than he did. But. Uh, he was asked on his radio show back, you know, during the big three days, who would you rat who in the league? You can have anyone to stop LeBron. And or, or it was either that, or would you have Tim Duncan or Roy Hibbert? And he chose Roy Hibbert over Tim Duncan to, to stop LeBron. Well, you also have to consider that for a guy like Levitard, who's been doing this since, since before Dwight Howard was the best player, was arguably the best player in the NBA. He should have won that MVP in 2011. I stand by that. I don't yeah. think it should have been Rose. I don't think it should have been LeBron. I think it should have been Dwight Howard. Yeah, I we're both in agreement there. But ultimately, I mean, that, that, that stance is something that you can't deny. When you talk about stopping LeBron, what do you really mean? Are you talking about stopping LeBron as a perimeter threat? Are you talking about stopping him on the drive? Because from what I can tell, when you're talking about stopping LeBron, especially during the Big Three era, what you're thinking about is LeBron downhill. When LeBron is coming at you, ready to unleash, ready to do one of those big freaking dunk moves on you and posterize you, who do you want standing in that way? Who do you want being the big tease? I uh, mean, we're talking about a brick wall. I want Duncan Robinson standing there taking the charge so we win game five. I want Shane Battier standing on Udonis Haslam's shoulders. I want Iguodala. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Vein of the universe on the line. The universe. Uh, good luck in your next endeavors, Max. We will always appreciate you for for Iguodala. Shout out to Max and that, moving on from first take. And and that one rap song he did with his brother that was actually pretty pretty all right. Um, of course. If if you haven't noticed over our past uh, episode since Ben and I have taken over Hoop Ball Heat, we. Our people. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we we're characters. We're not really people. We're cartoon characters. Yeah, and um, we enjoy this game just as much as y'all do, and are very much in it for the jokes, the memes, the whatever. So we're excited for this season. We did get a little bit into bigs, but basically, what the point that I was trying to make after all this time, I can finally make it. You've got Prime Roy Hibbert. Right, yes, Prime Roy Hibbert, which was about, what, 50 games? (laughs) In today's NBA. Not a guy who has post moves, not a guy who does anything special, literally just like Hassan Whiteside times a million. Is there any... I mean, he kind of just was Hassan Whiteside, if we're being honest. (laughs) Is there any big difference? Like, is... Like, 
basically what I'm trying to say with the Dwayne Demon argument is not that he's a great center. It's not that he's uh, able to match up with guys like Embiid or whatever, but that is there anything wrong conceptually with putting a big, tall, defensive guy on a big, tall guy like Roy Hibber who's just better because we say he's better. I mean, if you're going to do that in today's NBA, like, because today, uh, the way today's NBA works with, like, you know, the, the game has turned into matchup hunting, essentially, right? You're trying to find mm-hmm. every guy to be able to get their best matchup on the court and try to exploit that, right? Yeah, so and you've that, got so, two guys who have to drop on screens. Sure. Okay. If we're, I mean, I guess, but, like, the switches are going to happen, you know? Like they're gonna get forced into switching, like the, just because of how the game works now. Good teams are gonna be able to get whatever they want. So yeah. you gotta have a guy who's more mobile, you know, just someone who can move at least. I just mean like because anybody who you ask will say, including me, will say that Roy Hibbert is better than Dwayne Denver. But forgetting all the other matches, oh, forgetting I'm, I'm, the I'm on Team Deadman. I'm always I'm on Team Deadman until okay. I die. Forgetting all other matchups and all other parts of the games. Is there anything like the only reason why we wouldn't put Deadman as equal to Hibbert is because Hibbert is supposedly better. But if you put Hibbert in the paint on Deadman. Do you really have any concerns? I mean, not really. Like That's what I'm saying. It's kind of big stick logic of today's NBA. That if you're not doing any post moves and you're not shooting, then literally as long as the guy is tall, he can guard you. Yeah, that's why. It's part of the reason why I don't understand. Let's look at a team like Philly. People are saying that they downgraded from Dwight Howard to Andre Drummond. One... That's not true because Dwight Howard was terrible last year. Aren't um, they the same person? They're kind of the same person, only I would say Drummond is like slightly has more upside at this point. But like I cannot tell the difference between in in, in terms of their play, in terms of their play style. I, I can Dr- tell the Drummond, difference. Drummond's funnier to watch. <laughs> but like objectively. <laughs> Andre Drummond, Dwight Howard, Hassan Whiteside, Cody Zeller. Alex Len. Cody Zeller's all right. Cody Zeller's all right. Mason Plumley. Mason Plumley's good. You got a bunch of guys. Kelly Olenek. Fine. Let's just name big white guys. No, not Kelly Olenek. Because Kelly Olenek can shoot. Yeah, a video today surfaced. I don't know if you saw it of Kelly Olenek absolutely destroying an open gym. Of course he did. Because he's goddamn Kelly Olenek. Wearing heat shorts, by the way. So I think it might be an older video, but like it was glorious. And I, I kind of miss it. I, I I'm miss him. I'm just saying, is there any difference between a guy, between two guys, if both of them can literally only do the same things? I mean, not really. At, then it becomes like physical tools, you know? Like at a certain point, yeah. it becomes physical tools and mental. I mean, you see guys like Rudy Gobert differentiate themselves simply because of their defensive toolboxes. But even then, but then you're you talking get, about, okay, but then you get to the playoffs and what happens? 
Every yeah. time, every time, every and single like, time. And I will, I will say, I will defend Rudy Gobert in this one instance and in this one instance alone. Um, Utah has not done a good job surrounding him with perimeter help. Nope. Here's Utah's defensive strategy. So, uh, hey, it's Rudy. perimeter. Hey, Rudy, block everything. Hey, Royce, do your best. Because Royce O'Neal, I love Royce O'Neal, man. I'm a big fan of Royce O'Neal. That guy's but great. But Utah's no just like. Else. So, you know, Rudy, you know how we were going to go out and find you all that defensive hope and, and not have to deal with another year of you being our only defensive guy? Yeah, so we decided not to do that, actually. Have we fun. signed Rudy Gay. We signed Rudy Gay and oh, Hassan yeah. Whiteside. Yeah. But, but and Eric Pascal. Eric Pascal is fun. That, that surprised me. And that, that surprised me. I yeah, I, I really thought they were going to go for some more, like, perimeter defense. I guess they think a healthy Mike Conley and a healthy Donovan Mitchell, like, is enough. Which, I mean, Mike Conley's good. And Donovan Mitchell is, like, good enough for his size. But, like, they need more. Rudy Gay's going to help, I think, um, just with, like, stronger fours and threes. But, eh, I don't know. I would have liked to see them go after uh, – they should they, – honestly, that's a team that should sign Frank Nettolikina. Yeah. Hey, you know what I find funny? That this was once a Heath show? <laughs> no, it's that about two or three years ago, if we were to have a conversation about who the most – average player in the NBA is, I'm sure that both of us would have agreed it was Jeremy Grant. Man, you are so right on that. <laughs> I just find that so funny. Like, yeah. and we were shocked when he got I, well, I'm a nug- No, I'm a Nuggets guy. I would have been like, no, nah, he's pretty good. But like, he's good, but at the same time, and this is the thing that, and bring this back to the heat, finally. Um, you hear Jimmy often saying, oh, it doesn't matter who scores as long as we win. Anybody can score. It is really true. And you see Kelly O'Linnon going off in, uh, in, in scrimmage games and whatever. It's that, that Literally Brian, anybody can score. Absolutely. That Brian Scalabrini quote, I'm closer to LeBron than you are to me. It's true. Like... Yeah. The greatest of all time are closer to the most average of NBA players than we are to being an average NBA player. That's just how it is. Yeah. Sometimes just even getting um, your teeth knocked out by Cole Anthony just sometimes shows you that you will never reach that that pinnacle. I'm surprised (laughs) that it didn't put you on the the path of becoming an all-time great NBA player. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I I took that personally. You could, yeah, yeah. Okay, Mike. You could have been the next. You could have been the next. Uh, how tall are you? Not tall. Give me a number. Um, five foot five on a good day. You could have been the next Earl Boykins, man. Yo. <laughs> you crossed up Tim Duncan that one time. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I, I, um, yeah. So the Heat signed Marcus Garrett. He signed Marcus Garrett, and more importantly, to um, we did mention a couple of uh, targets for uh, to fill that wing spot in uh, our last episode. But one okay. guy we did not mention was 
Cody Martin. Caleb Martin. Caleb Martin. Wrong one, Luke. No, um, man, yeah, so all they, my best friends are twins. I mix it up all the time. Yeah, I've I've only ever known in my life like one set of identical twins. I had like a driver's ed class with them. They were nice. Well, literally, I have a group of like six friends, and of them, four of them are twins. Yeah, like I, I know, I know siblings that. It's funny. I know a pair of siblings that um, people think they date, but just because of it's not not because okay. of any particular Poopo, reason. He does not authorize any of this. No, no. It's because they're just always they always are like together. They're not actually. No. OK, like uh... and it, but no, I don't know any twins like ever. So the fact that the heat keeps signing twins is kind of this is my this is how I learn about twins, I guess. We need all the brothers. We need to bring in Robin Lopez. Robin Lopez. Obviously, Mo Wagner. Yeah, we need Mo- we need him for that Michigan connection. Hell yeah. Um, um, I'm not sure if y'all saw his uh, uh, appearance on Duncan Robinson's long shot. The, the Shams Sharania but- Shira- and Adrian Wojnarowski approved <laughs> long shot podcast. <laughs> um, no, but... Uh, yeah, Caleb Martin. He's the worst of the two brothers. He shot twenty four percent from three last year. Uh, that's fu- that's fine use of a two way. I mean, we're talking about a guy who can Bam like liked actually. It. Bam was excited, but so that helps. You always want to make Bam happy. Yep. When Bam's happy, I'm happy. But the yeah. other thing is when you. Of course, there's a value to bringing in those diamonds in the rough, those Marcus Garretts and people and Max Struces. We're talking really quickly, really quickly on the Garrett thing, because I I do want to talk about that a little. Good. I'm glad they were able to to nab him. That's a guy with a That was the number one guy. That was my favorite guy. He looks like Josh Richardson. I'm so down for it. Like, if his upside is Miami Josh Richardson, I am completely down for that. And if this is and if his downside is Mavericks just for Richardson, I'm also I'm still okay with that. <laughs> but also good, good luck in Boston, Josh. Yeah, good luck in Boston. We hate you, but we love you. Um, I, I I don't hate him. I hate Boston, no. but I don't hate him. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Um, but we're talking about a guy in um, Caleb. Martin, right? Yes, Caleb Martin. Who is an actual NBA player. He might be. Imagine imagine having a rotation completely made up of actual NBA players. Listen, man, when we trade for John... People who can play the game of basketball. Listen, when we trade for John Wall, we'll have it. Oh, my God. Can we get that out of the way? Those rumors are, are BS. To the heat to, for what? What do yeah, yeah. Duncan? No. Kyle? No. Hell no. Bam. Bleep no. Jimmy Literally, Double Bleep no. The 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 there's only four ways that the Heat could acquire John Wool. And they are Lowry. And they're your Robin, four best players. Literally, these the guys are best building players, around. All of whom are at this point a lot more valuable than John Wall. So for for um for context, 
uh, to, it was earlier on the day that we were recording this that the news came out. Hey, guys, John Wall and the Rockets have come to an agreement. They're going to trade him. He's not going to play a single game for them this season. Cite like, your okay. sources. Uh, I believe Sham said that. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, that makes sense. It, it didn't seem like it was going to be a long-term fit anyway. Um, they're not going to buy him out, which Shams also said, which makes a ton of sense for Houston because that is far too much money. <laughs> um, although if they were to, yeah, Tillman Fertitta cannot, cannot afford that much. Nope. He's out there with AOC uh, wearing the eat the rich dress. But uh, anyway. Hey, if that man wants to uh, uh, not be part of that rich anymore, buying out John Wall is a quick way out of that. I mean, listen, yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, But yeah. And so then later, Mitch Lawrence uh, from Sirius XM uh, used to work for the New York Daily News and Dallas Morning News. And I'm totally reading his Twitter bio. Uh, Uh, Four hours ago, the Rockets have been fielding offers for John Wall, including from the Clippers, Heat, and Pistons, per sources. After taking a major PR hit for the James Harden trade, the Rockets aren't rushing into any deal. One Houston exec, quote, we have to win this trade. (laughs) So so let's break this down really quickly. Um, They've been fielding offers for John Wall. I believe that. Major PR hit for the James Harden trade. They aren't rushing into any deal. I believe that. Houston exec said, we have to win this trade. Sure, I can believe that. Uh, taking it, uh, Fielding an offer from the Clippers, I guess they have the money on the books to make that work. I would rather and have they John could Wall. use. And I they mean, could use a, a guard. I would rather have John Wall than Eric Bledsoe. Yeah, but I wouldn't rather have that contract. How many more years does that? Anyway, uh, the Pistons. Man, eternity. This man will be getting paid $44 million a year for, for the, the rest, rest of, time. of his life. Yeah. Um, the Pistons. Kind of weird because I feel like they're really committed to this young core. But um, I but guess I, I could know. see it as like a mentor for like, they have like three young promising guards. I could see them, him mentoring them. Especially because... You you don't sign um, a guy like Jeremy Grant to be a part of a rebuild. I, I mean, mean, let's be fair. He knew what he was getting into when he signed that contract. He I had to. That, well, yeah, but all I'm saying is that you're talking about a team. Like, if this team really wanted a tank, they wouldn't have gone out and paid a guy in his late 20s to be like a, to, I, to play for them. I will say everything he said in interviews and in quotes seems like he's like, he is aware of the rebuild and is a hundred percent committed to it. So I, I understand mean, that, but all I'm saying is you don't pay a veteran $20 million. I mean, he's not that old. How old like, is he? Jeremy Grant is I think 26. Oh, wow. I got that wrong. I thought it was like 29. 20, 27. All right. Uh, 28 in March. So, yeah. Um, the Heat. But all, all I'm saying is that you got Jeremy Grant. You got John Wall. I think we talk about NBA experience and developing as a player. And I think we both agree the best way to get that experience is by playing games. By playing what kind of games? 
Playoff games. Playoff games. Yay, what do I win? <laughs> A high five. Here. Yeah. Wonderful. We're going to do a live episode one day and we'll make that work. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, disclaimer, we are both vaccinated, but uh, we're what? Yeah, John Wall, Heat. Uh, no, it's impossible. No. I mean, it's pretty much just open and shut like that. If he were to be bought, bought out, out eventually. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd be interested. Bye, KZ. <laughs> Um, hey, come on. Um, I, will say, are... I, I'm not, I will say, I'm not sure how that would work with a backup rotation of John Wall, Tyler Hero, Victor Oladipo. Um, someone would have to be a third stringer, and I don't know who that would be. Um, no, I think Duncan Robinson would play the three in that situation. Ooh, you would go like John, Jimmy, Duncan... No, I would go Kyle. Oh, Kyle. Tyler. Yeah, excuse me. Yeah. Oh, Kyle. T- Ooh. Kyle, Vic, Duncan, Jimmy, Bam. No, 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 no. Kyle, Tyler, Jimmy, PJ, Bam. And then off the bench, you got John. I don't think Duncan's Vic. going to the bench. They've just paid him all that money. I don't think Duncan's going to the bench. Okay, fine. Then Kyle. We're, why are we discussing this? <laughs> you see what happens to us audience you see what happens to us <laughs> this is how All this right, goes um, um anyways i think we're gonna do the bigs episode another time we also have to uh and also in a future episode we're going to discuss uh the recent incredible event that has taken place uh, chris bosh making it to the hall of fame and so be sure to stay tuned for more of that and uh, by the way, uh, Ben and I kind of tried a new thing today, new yes. kind of episode, less organization. Um, feel free to uh, DM me on Twitter at Luke Josh Webb uh, if you have any suggestions, if you liked it, didn't like it. Um, yeah. Same ben, thing with anything me. else? Same thing with me uh, at KarmicBead7193, K A R M I C B E A D 7193. Um, just, just because, you know, it's, it's, it makes it easier. Uh, yeah. Let us know what you think, because we want to make this show the best it can possibly be for you guys. Um, Absolutely. but that's about all. Um, I'm still not entirely sure what this episode was, but it was fun. It was something. It and, was something. uh, like I said, be sure to stay tuned for our Chris Bosch, uh, discussions, our discussion on the Heat's, uh, big man situation. We're also Ske- looking to do schedule preview uh, coming soon. Schedule I promise. preview. Um, we've got an upcoming episode with Hoopball Celtics. So be sure to stay tuned for all of that. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's about it. Uh, thank you guys for listening and we will talk to you next time. Luke, say goodbye to the people. Bye, people. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation.